Welcome to Mental Wealth for Entrepreneurs podcast, a podcast for resilient entrepreneurs. Today I interview Dr. Audrey Schnell, the founder of the Emotional Intelligent Entrepreneur. Audrey helped many, many people to see blind spots that are costing them money and help them eliminate emotional triggers so they can reach their potential, create long-term client relationships and even turn difficult clients into success stories. And today we discuss many important topics, including why you should focus on commitment and also why it is important to develop emotional intelligence for entrepreneurs. So let's dive in and listen to the interview now. Hi, Audrey. Hi. Thank you for this opportunity. Great to speak to you today. Um, Yeah, Audrey, you are... um, You are... You have a different background from, from uh, the ladies I've interviewed so far. You actually have advanced degrees, actually two advanced degrees. Yes, true. Yeah. I have a master's in clinical psychology. So I started out life as a psychotherapist and moved more into research and have a PhD in, in epidemiology, biostatistics, which actually kind of makes me very popular right now with the, oh, the yes. COVID <laughs> virus <laughs> brings out a little different piece of my background. And, and I'm an emotional intelligence coach. Okay. So are you still doing, are you still engaged with academia? Are you still teaching? Or? Yes, I do still do uh, teaching in uh, research and psychology. Yeah. So yeah, I've got several hats, <laughs> which makes life very interesting. Never boring. Yeah. But at the same time, you are you are an entrepreneur. Yeah. Yes. 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 I'm a consultant, and I still have some ties to academia, but mostly a, a solo entrepreneur and consultant. Yeah. How long you've been doing this uh, online summits? Oh gosh, um, at least five years, and. Um, Possibly even longer, but yeah, about five years. Yeah. Where did you get the idea for, you know, for doing these summits? Uh, Gosh, that's a great question. I'm not even really sure. I think from following other people and getting, um, I love interviewing and being interviewed. I'm still a people person. And so it just seemed like a natural fit. So I yeah, I'm not even sure how I really launched into it. It was just one of those things, luckily, I, I fell into. Yeah, because today with COVID-19 situation, everyone is yeah. kind of moving towards using these virtual summits yes. and pivoting their business models. Yeah, and, and luckily or unluckily, I've always, I've worked remotely probably for the last, gosh, 14 years. So this, this part of it, um, the day-to-day life has not changed very much for me. Yeah. Thankfully, I'm used to it. Yeah. And we're set up for it. Yeah, so when, when you just started, where, where did you get information about how to organize one? Uh, reaching out for support, watching other people do it, um, not being afraid to ask for help and advice, uh, turning to experts who could guide me. 
So I think the big thing is, you know, don't be afraid to ask and don't wait till you have it perfect or you'll never do it. Right. <laughs> Are you planning to, to, to have another uh, summit in the future? Yes, um, in July. In July, I'll be part of a, another master class. Uh, yeah. That we're just putting together now with some, some other coaches and my coaches. Yeah. So, so who's your audience uh, for, the, for the summit? Uh, I would say people focused on um, self-growth, on uh, health, uh, both uh, spiritually, physically, and emotionally. Uh, and it's going to be a big, I think, adjustment for many, many, many people when the world open, opens up again. We will have to hopefully forge a, a new normal. And I think people will be experiencing some trauma possibly grief. Um, we've all lost, uh, sadly, we've lost family, we've lost friends, we've lost our old way of life. Yeah. I think there'll be disappointment that people will have to deal with. I know, you know, personally, we canceled vacations for the summer, we won't be seeing people yeah. that we were scheduled to see. I was supposed to go see my brother in Florida, that's not going to happen now. So I think people will be experiencing a lot of grief that we need to come together and learn how to navigate deal with and navigate come out on the other side right so how do you personally um, um how do you personally manage uh, uncertainty anxiety about uncertainty uh, i think i focus and i help people focus on the things we can control our schedule okay. our goals our vision i think the thing i think people struggle with the most that I see and, and myself included is focusing, not, not getting, letting fear freeze you because when it freezes you, you get further away from your goals and what you want to be and who you want to be. And then you're faced with regret or disapp more disappointment. Yeah. So I think the biggest thing is to be able to recognize when you need help, when you need support, where you're, we're all smart, successful people. So we have a tendency to just say, I'm okay. I can do this. Yeah. And not get, especially now with the distancing, not get the support yeah. that we need. So I focus and I help people focus on, you know, even if it's just taking small steps towards your bigger goals so that you feel like you're still growing and moving forward without, um, pushing so hard that you you feel exhausted and you're, you're not able to, you still want to be able to get comfort and support and uh, use this time creatively and to pull back, but not so much that you feel frozen in fear. Yeah, because I guess today a lot of people, I mean, if they've lost their jobs, they, 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 they're in a state of, not knowing what to do. And uh, mm -hmm. we, we actually looked at some um, recent job uh, um, roles and uh, with my husband, because uh, he was, he, his friend sent him um, sort, sort of a job description and he said, oh, you, you could apply if you want to work a bit closer to home because at the moment he was quite far away. And he kind of, he looked at the website and he said, look, 200 applications for each job role. Yeah. 
So it's 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 it's, it's incredible what's happening right now. So the job market is getting very saturated. Yes. At the same time, people are losing their jobs, and many just don't know what to do. What, yeah. what can you can you advise to to these people? Well, there's the the concrete piece, of course, of you know just the reality of needing the financial support. And so for many, it's it's a wake up call how to be prepared for something like this. We're we're never prepared. This is sort of a, a wake up call. Yeah. And there's only you know, there's the reality of job hunting, but managing your emotions while you're doing this, because we've got to deal with fear, we've got to deal with self-doubt, and not catastrophizing, we will all survive this. Uh, And, and the anxiety is so, I know it sounds simplistic, the anxiety is so counterproductive, and keeps us from doing what we need to do. So as much as we can control and see opportunities here, I mean, we're we're all having to pivot, especially entrepreneurs who are just, well, everybody really, and and trying to see the good. And it seems like we get, at least if you focus on the media, we hear two different messages. One says, hustle, 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 hustle. If you're not taking five courses right now and making 600 sales calls a day, you're not doing your job. And the other voice is saying, no, you need to take care of yourself, rest, don't push yourself. And we have to find our our medium. Neither extreme is probably where we need to be. So we have to find what works for us. Yeah. Personally. Yeah. Do you think today is the good time to start a new business? Um, I'm not a business coach and I'm certainly no expert on the economy. But what I would say is that this is a time to be creative um, and to think, you know, not just go, I can't do what I used to do. And, And that's not a new concept. I mean, I know Many, for example, many women who went back into the workforce at 40, 50, 60, and they needed to pivot. You know, they needed to start something new. They needed to be creative. So this isn't like, oh, we've never had to do this before. We're just having to do it in a much larger scale. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I don't know, you know, from an economics, I mean, I'm not sure, you know, exactly what, I don't think anybody knows what the economics will look like going forward but it's certainly a time for creativity yeah yeah because they've showed on, on on the news some 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 girl um who's been in employment all her life and she she lost her job because she, she she's one of those coaches that train athletes and of course now she she can't do it and she like i literally had to go and sign on to, to get some you know, benefits because I just have no no money to support my family and and yeah. So, so what is the option for the for these people who just find themselves in this situation where they just don't know how, what to do next? Yeah, and I think that it, it's good or bad. It reminds us that life can change in an instant, and even more so than our parents or our grandfathers, a sense of of safety is an illusion because healthy people have, you know, passed away overnight um, and people who would never have expected to lose their jobs 
or be unemployed or get stuck somewhere out of the country, suddenly we're back to realizing that things can change literally overnight. And we can either be frozen in fear or we can be as creative and reach out as we can. Those are the realities. And it is scary. It is scary. I feel very, very fortunate. But still, you know, the anxiety creeps in because you just, you don't know. You just have to keep moving forward and focusing on what you can control. Yeah. So personally, how do you deal with anxiety? Well, what is your sort of strategy? How do you, how do you relax? <laughs> well, we all coach what we need. That's my, that's my philosophy. So uh, movement, you know, especially for me who sits in a chair and stares at a computer most yeah. of the day, um, I make sure I move, you know, keep the emo- not let the emotions get stuck in my body um, and continuing to eat well, and sleep. I see one of the biggest mistakes that I make and I see in a lot of my clients and friends is, you know, we're searching for comfort. So what do we do? We're stuck at home, we eat. And it's easy to say, well, it doesn't matter if I eat these cupcakes because the world could end tomorrow. Um, Meanwhile, not only are we adding to our problems because we're going to have gained 20 pounds by the time this is over, but we're not able to function at our best when we don't eat, sleep, relax, and move. So taking uh, we're still our biggest asset, so we have to take care of that asset and be very careful about how we are potentially um, mismanaging ourselves. You know, we're... I look at it as we're our boss, so we need to take care of our our asset, our employee, our self-employee. Yeah, yeah, I agree with you. So, in your professional career and um, the, your um, um, you know activity, you know your your, your business life as 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 um, uh, emotionally emotional intelligent coach. <laughs> What was the most uh, difficult time uh, in in the past? What was the most difficult challenge you had to overcome? I would say, and I'd love to say I'm unique, and probably not being unique is a good thing. I would say self-doubt is is really one of the hardest things to overcome. And I know for me, one of the things that helped me the most was realizing that I had it backwards. We think we have to feel confident and happy before we do things. And in truth, it's the reverse. We have to do things and take action in order to build confidence and not give in to that self-doubt because we can make up all sorts of stories about I'm not good enough, I shouldn't be doing this, I'm not going to succeed at this. And all that does is keep us from taking the action that will provide um, the confidence that we need. You know, and confidence actually is pretty overrated in my book. You know, um, it's just like, you know, people talk about, well, imposter syndrome. I think anytime you do something new that you haven't done before, and you're learning and growing, you're going to feel like an imposter. So just because you feel like an imposter is not necessarily a bad thing, especially if it's because you're doing something 
you've never done before. So I think the hardest thing is to, one of the biggest lessons I have learned is to take action when I don't want to. (laughs) (laughs) That's great. (laughs) So we all need cheerleaders and champions. And for many of us, the hardest thing is to say, you know, especially for for coaches and, and people in our, where we're supposed to be helping other people. Yeah. And guiding other people is to say, well, me next. <laughs> I need help. Yeah. And we, we, we don't do it. We're afraid to be vulnerable. And sometimes we just don't even realize that we, A, can ask for help. And another, um, I, I may be like going off on a tangent here, but I've, I see this in myself and I see it in so many others. We feel like if we don't know what to ask for, yeah. We should ask. If I don't know what I need, I can't ask for help. And in truth, if we knew what we needed, we wouldn't be asking for help. The problem is we don't know what we need. Yeah. And so you just have to raise your hand and go, can you help me? But and Because it's if I'm hiring a coach, it's their job to tell me what I need. Yeah. So give, give that up. Release that. And just ask for help. It's it's corny but true, yeah. Yeah, because listeners will probably think, "Oh my God, Audrey is a clinical psychologist, and she still has self doubts." You know, yeah, yeah. You know, for us, the self analysis, psychoanalysis on ourselves. Really, we we all need um, support, and and actually, you know, that self doubt is is good. It's a good. It's a good reality check, but it we can't let it stop us because we're always going to feel it, except for that small, maybe, you know, part of the population who is, doesn't reveal it or doesn't experience it. The majority of us go, go through it and need to, you know, be vulnerable, ask for help. And I see so many health coaches right now who are like, I just gained 10 pounds, (laughs) you know? And so there's no like magic person who doesn't need help, who doesn't need to recognize, oops, I'm doing exactly what I tell other people not to. I mean, we we all need it, you know? We coach what we need. And so we need other coaches, other support, other help. Yeah. Great. Uh, could you tell us uh, a little bit about your program, the um, the emotionally intelligent entrepreneur? Yeah. So, emotion. I mean, I can give you all the statistics. Yeah. Eighty percent of success is dependent on emotional intelligence, not IQ and not personality. Personality we see is fixed, a fixed trait from you know age five yeah. or to two to five. IQ is a fixed trait, but emotional intelligence is a skill. We recognize and deal with our own emotions. They should be barometers that give us our temperature or the temperature outside, but don't determine our actions. They're more like information. If it's 20 below, you put on a coat. If it's 70 degrees outside, you take the coat off. And we also need to be so aware of what we're communicating 
to others, especially our clients? How are we showing up? What are, what are they hearing that we're not aware of? You know, um, for example, you know, we, we love to run around and say things like, oh, I'm so stressed or I'm so tired. Uh, and we don't appreciate how our clients might interpret that. Oh, she's so tired. You know, she's, I don't want to burden her. I don't want to hire her. She's already, you know, too busy. And so emotional intelligence really centers on self-awareness and other awareness or what we, you know, call empathy. So I do uh, one-on-one coaching to help people um, see their blind spots, see where they're self-sabotaging increase their emotional intelligence because as I said, that's really the key, the secret sauce to success. And I also do a group program because one of the best ways to get insight and see yourself is to see it reflected back from others. So group programs can often provide a really safe environment to um, almost like a microcosm to see how am I interacting with people? How do, how do people see me? They see my blind spots. I don't see them. How can I get that feedback? So it's crucial to get that feedback so that we see our blind spots because by the very nature of the term, we're blind to them. We don't see them. And they're usually the thing that is keeping us from success, whether it's making money or having better relationships or getting the clients we want and keeping the clients we want so Many times I, I work with coaches who say, you know, my, my clients aren't renewing and I don't know why. Or my clients are really you know, <laughs> pissing me off and I don't know why. And it's because they just can't see that blind spot. Um, because nobody's going to tell you. If you, for example, keep, sh- people are going to quit and they're not going to tell you why. They're not going to come back to you. And they're not going to give you honest feedback because it makes them uncomfortable. Yeah. I mean, think about it. How many times have you not gone back to that restaurant or that hairdresser yeah. or that bank or that whatever? Or, yeah. or And they ask you, are, are you okay with the meal? Are you happy with the meal? And you kind of, mm-hmm, but you never come back because <laughs> you yeah, don't want to upset them. <laughs> exactly. You don't want to tell them the truth because it makes you uncomfortable. And that's the problem. You're never going to hear what you need to hear um, in a positive, productive way. And, and even, I mean, I experience it, other people experience it. I was at a retreat and the um, person who was leading the retreat, for example, fired, told the caterer not to come back because we already had too much food. When in fact, she didn't like the food. She didn't tell the caterer that. She just told her not to come back. And so that's the feedback we never get because people won't tell us because it makes them uncomfortable. So and that's how, the exact feedback we How do you improve? Well, what are the strategies for businesses to improve if people are not really telling the truth? <laughs> well, there's a couple of ways. One is to look at yourself. You know, where are you not giving people feedback? And sometimes that can give you a clue to what you may be doing that you're not seeing. Because we sometimes can, especially if there are extreme situations, we can, like, for example, have you ever been around somebody who's complaining a lot and it's really getting to you and you go, 
oh my God, do I do that? That sounds like me. So when you see things in the extreme sometimes, so you really want to watch what you're reacting to. And again, I think that's why we all need, in my opinion, why we need coaches is because we got to pay people sometimes to give us that feedback because people aren't going to do it. And unless we are really vulnerable with someone and open to hearing that feedback in a really safe environment, like from a, a coach or a group program that's safe, we're not going to get it. We just don't see it. Um, so self-awareness is one piece of it, you know, to, to look at where are we not giving others feedback? Where do we see perhaps exaggerations of our own behavior and to reach out, um, hire a coach, get, be part of a group somewhere where you can get that feedback. You've got to invest in yourself because it's the blind spots that are going to cost you your self growth and your business. We are, our business growth will never exceed our personal growth. That's my belief. Right. Yeah. So what advice would you give um, to female entrepreneurs who, who, who want to give up on their dreams? Um, don't. <laughs> and get help. Don't. Um, we yes. tell ourselves stories, you know, so be very, very much aware of the facts Feelings aren't facts. So be very aware of the facts and the story you're telling yourself. Things like, I'll never succeed. This won't work. Those are feelings. If they're not based on facts, yeah. they're based on feelings. And you've got to be very careful about how you generalize from facts. <laughs> um, can I give you an example? Yeah. Sure. I had a, a client who, an older woman who had been married for a very long time, her husband passed away, and she really wanted to have another relationship, but she said, you know, I don't, I don't think I'm very good at marriage. I'm like, well, you only had one. How do you know? <laughs> you, can't, you really can't base it just on, on one instance, you know, but we love to generalize from one thing. Oh, I, I you know, I didn't do that well the last time. So that probably means I can't do it. So recognize the facts, but be careful how you're interpreting them and generalizing from them. Um, and of course, you know, as cliche as it sounds, if we give up on our dreams, we're not going to get there. So we have to balance. And one way to balance is to get feedback. You know, is this just, you know, am I being unrealistic? I mean, I'm never going to be six foot. I'm only going to be five foot one versus, you know, a, a dream that is a stretch, but not, you know, impossible. And, and I don't even know what, you know, constitutes impossible. I mean, making a million dollars tomorrow is probably not likely, but um, that doesn't mean our dreams aren't possible. And ask people who've done it. One of the greatest things I ever read was, you know, if you, if you want to own a Mercedes Benz, go talk to somebody who owns one. <laughs> Possible. Don't talk to people who want one and don't have one. Go talk to somebody who has one. Yeah. I don't know if that makes sense, but. It makes perfect sense, yes. <laughs> we talk ourselves out of, excuse me, we talk ourselves out of so much shit. 
Because yeah, I said, you know, if you if you want to make it big, you have to surround yourself with people who yeah. are also trying to make it big. Because yeah. you even earn uh, on average is is like they, they have this calculation. They you can calculate how how much you 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 can earn in your life because if you surround yourself with people, yeah, that you earn so much money. <laughs> you, you're well, not likely to make more than the average. Yeah, and and we, we like I said, we talk ourselves out of so much and if you don't know how to do something ask for help i think that's in we're we've gotten so far away from that i live in a really rural community where it's still very normal for people to say um, i i need help can you help me get hay to my barn for my horse or you know can you help me fix my roof or whatever there's still that interconnectedness um i sailed for a very long time with my husband yeah and the boating community when you're out in the middle of nowhere um you make those connections you, you don't even hesitate to ask people you don't know because there's the sense of community yeah. that could be me tomorrow so we ask for help but the more modern way to live we've really gotten isolated from asking for help. Um, we don't want to reveal our vulnerability. We don't think we should need help. Uh, and, and there's just like almost this rule against it. Yeah. And I think that's so, so sad. Yeah. No, I agree with you. I agree with you. <laughs> um, yeah, so, so. The simplest, uh, oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, go on. Yeah. I was going to say the simplest, one of the simplest things to do if you're experiencing a lot of self-doubt. I do this. I have my clients do it. Make an evidence list. Yeah. Be very specific. These are the things I've accomplished. I have evidence that I can do this. I have evidence that I can. And post it. You know, look at it. Keep it visible so that the next time you go, oh, I don't know if I can do this. I, I probably can't. You can look back at that evidence list and go, yeah. oh, I've done this. I've done. It sounds so silly maybe, but. I think it's a great advice because when it's visual, it's actually, yeah. it, it, it registered in, in, your, in your brain, right? In your conscious brain. Because yeah. otherwise I mean, it's just the thoughts, right? But when it's, it's just, on the paper, it's, it can be registered. It does a couple of things. The writing, actual writing of it, I mean, seriously, the physical writing we know implants in our brain and our subconscious. And it's our subconscious, this isn't news, you know, drives 90% of our behavior. So we have to get to what's driving us. And often it's that, you know, one experience as a child where we didn't succeed. And we base everything else on that rather than look at adult evidence that we, we can accomplish things. Um, you know, people talk about that, you know, the primitive brain, the reptilian brain. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I call it the toddler brain because <laughs> people don't really, I don't know a lot of, crocodiles and reptiles, but I know a lot of toddlers and I know how they respond. And it's that primitive, it's still a primitive survival instinct. 
you know, anytime our survival is threatened, we go into toddler mode. We scream or we have a tantrum or we go hide in our bedroom uh, because we're afraid. And so we have to engage that adult brain again to take control of our uh, primitive childlike reaction to, to fear and danger. It's, it's, you know, that survival instinct kicks in and it's not that first response, that toddler response is, is not always the best for us yeah. going forward. So we have to engage that adult brain again. So, so how do you, when you run a business and you hit the wall of challenges, how do you know whether, whether you should quit or whether you should continue and try again or, or pivot? What, what, what clue can you get? How, how can you decide whether you should quit maybe and start something new or, or should you persevere and, and, and carry on? I would say it's not a simple question. So I look at my resources. I look at the sort of, I look at my dreams, you know, what do I want? Yeah. I look at my finances, which are still a, you know, a reality. And I have coaches because I can't see what's in front of me. We're always in what I, well, I didn't make this up, but it, we're always in the cycle of quitting. You know, we, we face a challenge and up, oh, Get me out of here. <laughs> and so I can't, I know I can't see it. I can't see what's ahead of me. I don't know if this is a normal challenge yeah. or if it's a challenge that means, no, stop, danger ahead, quit. So I rely on people who are further ahead of me who can look back and say, no, I was where you were at. This only means that, you know, you have to pull up your big girl pants and keep yeah. moving forward because, there is light at the end of the table. So um, I rely on my coaches often, uh, my friends, my support, and people who are further down the road than me who can look back and say, no, what you're experiencing is normal. Yeah. Keep going. Let me help you. This is what you need to do next. Yeah. So I take a very practical approach to it, usually. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's great. And yeah. In, in, in your professional life and also your um, life as an entrepreneur, what, what, what skill set, what traits do you think are the most um, beneficial for you? Um, you to be successful? Good question. Um, well, getting support, asking for help, um, recognizing what I'm good at, what I'm not good at. Yeah. Learning to take scary action and really realizing that often it's because I was being driven by, by fear. I mean, <laughs> um, I'll be completely vulnerable. I mean, yesterday morning was just a tough morning and I'm like, Oh God, I just want to throw in the towel. And I went, Oh shit. I'm just in the cycle of quitting. <laughs> <laughs> take a walk and then sit back down and, and get to work. And I just, and I'm not a Pollyanna. Believe me, I'm not a Pollyanna. Um, I always think the worst is going to happen. <laughs> and I just, yesterday I, something happened and I thought, you know, I, I need to reframe this. 
I need to not look at this as an obstacle, but an opportunity. And my whole, my whole mindset shifted. I went from being irritable and discouraged to feeling energized and creative and ready to sit back down and tackle it. And I laugh, you know, laughter is the best medicine. They say that for a reason. I laughed at myself. I called a friend and said, you won't believe the morning I had and what I had to do to get over it. And we laughed and I felt better. And I went about the rest of my day and didn't scream at anybody. <laughs> well, that, that's great. Reframing yourself. Yeah. And just, yeah, maybe have a cup of coffee or tea or whatever, oh. or walk. <laughs> All yeah, oh, yeah. now, no, not to go for, for long walks. But uh, Oh, yeah. <laughs> Some people think wine is the nectar of the gods. I think it's coffee. <laughs> There's well, nothing a good person you are. It is yeah. And I, it's and I know you're in. The, I mean, it's it's. I, I laugh. I love a lot of British TV. It's like a good cup of tea will cure anything. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm a drink coffee. I'm I'm, I'm yeah. I, I need about five cups to <laughs> in the morning. Yes, because I I just tend to stay stay up till like twelve and <laughs> and then all the things just racing through my head and then yeah I know we'll have to be up at six. Well, anyway, I've got the little one at home, so he oh, was here. Gosh. <laughs> yeah, I I would have been a great farmer because like I'm up at sunrise <laughs> and I can go to bed at you know I usually go to bed at, at nine o'clock, but I'm useless without a lot of sleep, so I I guard oh, my no. sleep. Yeah, I've learned that. <laughs> So, yeah, we know what's best for us. We know how we work best. And I'm not saying don't push yourself, but because I've, I've really learned to push myself more than I, I would by nature. Um, yeah. So, yeah, so self-awareness is, is such a huge, huge piece of how we succeed. We, we have to grow. Yeah. Any, uh, any advice for starting entrepreneurs who decided that's it, we want to start up and start a new venture, a new business today, and it's a great opportunity. We're all at home and the whole world is on online and they want to do something new like creating a podcast. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What, is the, um, what is the piece of advice you can give to those people? I would say map out the steps that you know and don't be afraid, again, to, to ask experts don't be afraid to try things. No, you know, they call it trial and error for a reason. Um, you've got to just use it as feedback. Um, so be willing to be flexible, try things, um, but also balance that with, you know, getting expert advice. I, I'm not going to go try to fix my car without, you know, asking a mechanic or taking it to a mechanic. So it's the balance of, you know, get clarity rely on your vision. And I think we talked about this in, in the beginning. Um, we can't rely on motivation. Motivation is an emotion that's going to come and go. Athletes don't rely on, well, gee, I'm really motivated to go practice today. No, it's, it's commitment. We're not motivated to stay married. We're committed to staying married. So, Use motivation when it's there, but don't rely on it. It's really more about commitment, 
than it is about motivation. Does that make sense? Yeah. So what's your commitment? Um, just to keep, to keep putting one foot in front of the other yeah. when I feel like it. And even when I don't, and I learn very slowly in an ongoing way when I need to rest and when I need to push. And it's always that question that I have to ask myself, is this going to be, how am I going to feel if I don't do this? If I don't run today, how am I going to feel tomorrow? Am I going to feel like that was a good decision and I was tired and I needed this rest? Or am I going to look back and go, nah, I just didn't feel like it. So I didn't do it. You know, yeah. you've ever, you have teenagers and you ask them to clean their room and they go, well, I just don't feel like it, mom. And you, <laughs> it's very different from <laughs> being too tired and I'm going to hurt myself if I go run because I really need the rest versus eh, I just don't feel like it, but I'm committed, which is why accountability is really good. I mean, work with somebody. So because we all know if we if we're responsible adults, which 99.9% of us are, if we commit to something with someone, if I say, I'm going to show up for you tomorrow, we show up. Yeah. So um, accountability is, is, is huge for commitment. Great. Thank you so much. Oh, you're welcome. It was great to, to hear oh, from a clinical psychologist all this mind hacks how to reprogram your brain. Yeah, yeah. It's and you know, excitement and fear almost feel like the same thing. So um be careful how you know we want to label things as as gee, I'm excited, not necessarily that I'm afraid. So we have a lot of control, more so sometimes than we think we do. Okay, thank you. Oh, you are so welcome. <laughs> thank you. All the good luck with your venture, and uh, I'll speak to you soon. You as well. Thank you so much. It thank was a pleasure. So that was a pleasure. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Thank you for listening to this episode of Mental Wealth Entrepreneurs Podcast. I hope you enjoyed this show. Please send me any comments or feedback. If you're an entrepreneur and want to share your story, please contact me. The link is in the podcast show notes. Also, please see the social media links and uh, links to offers from my guests on the podcast notes. This podcast is sponsored by Smart Octopus Voice Agency, who create chatbots and voice skills on Amazon Alexa and Google Assistant. So I'm really excited. Uh, to tell you that this podcast is now available as an Alexa skill uh, so you can search for resilient entrepreneur uh, skill and enable it as a flash briefing so that's all for me um, I wish I wish you good mental health and you are just one mind hack away till next time <laughs>